for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. It is day six of the 25 days of Christmas. Now, I know you're thinking it's only December 5th, but we started a day early just so I didn't have to try and do a podcast on Christmas Day because I think that would be a, uh, a terrible idea for everybody involved. But anyways, so today we have a very special guest coming, joining us from L.A., California, Right, LA. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't know. I for I assume LA a lot of times, and they're like, well, technically it's the val or you know whatever it is. But we have Kimberly Dawn with us. How's it going today, Kimberly? It's good. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, it's it was one of those weird days, or it's been a weird week in Texas where it's like. It goes, it was like 30 degrees a week ago, and today it got almost to 80, and I'm like, I don't know what weather, weather to prepare for anymore, so. I hear you. We've had a lot of rain in L.A. lately. Which is good. Like Which is for, good. We, I mean, California needs rain, you yeah. know. We're always in a drought or some sort of, you know, issue with yeah. water, so. Yeah, 100%. So. Really excited to sit down and chat with you. You just released a, a new single, Life Changing, which is a, a Christmas tune. It's amazing. I've listened, been listening to it all day. It's kind of helped make the busy work day seem not quite as hectic. I've really Thank enjoyed you. listening to it. Um, so kind of take a second to, um, you grew up in, or let's start, you grew up in Canada, yeah. correct? Okay. Yes. Uh, what what was growing up in Canada like for you? Well, I um, grew up on a farm in, in Alberta, Canada. So um, I grew up a farmer's daughter, for sure, um, living in a very small town. Um, so life was very simple, a diff lot different than obviously, you know, now, but mm -hmm. um, very simple. And um, it was a good way to grow up. I mean, I loved being able to I mean, I rode horses. I grew up riding horses. I grew up driving the tractor. I can drive a John Deere tractor like anyone else. <laughs> um, you know, so I grew up, uh, very, like I said, very simple, but uh, it was a great way to grow up. Nice. And uh, who kind of originally introduced you to music? Was it something in the family, through friends? No, it was something that I just gravitated to as a child. Um, I loved listening to music and, you know, on growing up, my mom listened to a lot of different genres. My parents listened to them, but mostly my mom, you know, and I remember taking long drives, long trips in the, in the van with my mom and she'd always be playing different, you know, different genres of music. So I just, I just grew up, I kind of gravitated to music, loved it, listened to all different genres. Um, and I took piano lessons as a child. So I've always loved music and I loved singing and I'd sing in church. So that's kind of where it all began for me. Nice. And so starting with singing, it, when did it, or at what point did you kind of start uh, writing your own music or was that much later? Um, 
as a teenager, as a young girl, I remember writing songs when I was probably about 12. That's kind of when it started. You know, I'd write poems and I started writing songs and just kind of playing around with it. And then that kind of stopped. You know, I think I just kind of stopped doing it. And um, I came out to Los Angeles to, to pursue acting and singing, actually. Um, music is what I really loved. So the acting world kind of, I put that aside. Um, and then for a little while, I kind of put music aside and I started, you know, writing again, probably I would say 15 years ago, I started just mm -hmm. writing, you know, um, and found such a love for that. It took me back to my childhood of writing. Um, and it's just something that I, I love to do. It's like therapy for me. I always say writing a song is like therapy for me. Yeah. Um, so not to skip ahead too much, um, how, or at what point did you kind of move from Canada to the States? So I, I left Canada when I was 18 and came to the States, um, I, wanted something different. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like, oh, I want the city. I don't want to be on a farm. I don't want to be in a small town. But it's funny how you go back to your roots and kind of want that, which you kind of had and you thought mm -hmm. you didn't want it. But you realize, actually, that is what I want. Yeah, I, I under, understand completely where you're coming from. Um, so moving was moving to L.A. kind of always the idea or was that just kind of like, OK, like you kind of mentioned, I just need to make that change or, you know, uh, yeah. I um, so my mom was born and raised in in Los Angeles, and okay. so we used to come to the, to California when um, to visit my grandparents. So I always loved California, and I always said from the time I was a little girl, I'm going to live in LA. So I always kind of said it, yeah. and I think everyone was like, "Oh yeah, okay, okay," and then I actually did it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I can and I came out to LA, and you know love it in LA, but I split my time between Los Angeles and Nashville. So, um, you know, I love Tennessee. Um, mm. you know, so like my heart's in both places, it's in LA, it's in Nashville. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I do spend my time, you know, which Nashville feels very much like home for me. Um, how I was raised, the people are very much kind of how, what I grew up with. So it's very mm. home for me, very much a home for me. Nice. That's awesome. And that kind of your whole journey to kind of going to going out to L.A. reminds me of the first time that I like really left home because uh, I kind of start hung around my parents for a good portion of my um, for like good 24 years, like until I was 24, I was like really hanging around my parents and I was it was always the thought that I wasn't going to go very far from them. And then one day I got a wild hair up my butt and said, I'm going to go move someplace random. And I ended up moving out to Roswell, New Mexico, because everybody told me I wouldn't do it. And so I was like, okay. You said, I'm going to prove you wrong and watch yep. me. Yep. And I stayed out there for four years and I loved every minute of it. That's awesome. So, um, so, at, uh, so you'd mentioned that you moved to LA to pursue singing and acting, mm -hmm. but then the acting kind of went by the wayside and then eventually 
singing did as well. What was kind of that? You know what? I got married, had, you know, four children. Mm -hmm. And so my priority was obviously it's been raising my kids. So in between raising a family, I've been doing music. So, um, you know, it's been more recent that I've been able to in the last probably four or five years really, you know, put more time and effort into my music Mm -hmm. um, and really go full throttle with it right now. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. So that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, but I tell people you can do it both. You can, you can still have a family. You can still pursue whatever it is that you want to pursue, follow your Mm -hmm. dreams and passions, and you can still have it all. Mm -hmm. You know, I just took, I've been taking my time as I'm Mm -hmm. doing it. So, yeah, that's awesome. And just by kind of seeing the setup that you have behind you, it's like, that's awesome. I don't, I'm just really, uh, enjoying what, looking at all the guitars, looking at the interface, looking at the piano yeah. behind you. So, uh, no, that's really cool that you kind of stepped away to uh, follow another passion because you got married and had kids and you wanted to like put all your attention into that, but then you always kind of, or then you kind of circled back to your original passion. Yes, you did. So that's really cool. Um, and had you, before you got married, were you releasing music before you got married or was this that something that kind of started afterwards? That started afterwards. I was singing and, you know, training and doing all those things, auditioning, singing, you know, doing doing all of that. But no, I hadn't released like, you know, singles or doing any of that. That was a whole new world for me mm-hmm. when I jumped into that. Nice. And that that was like within the last four or five years, correct? No, I've been doing that now. Honestly, I've been releasing music for 10 plus years. Okay. Yeah. It was in the last four or five years that you've been able to do it like more full time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry about that. I misunderstood what you no, said. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and when I say that, it's been like, you know, because it would be like I would do shows, mm-hmm. but it was you know, I couldn't do as many shows as maybe I maybe wanted to do. It was like everything was all kind of planned out. Now it's like I'm traveling back and forth from Nashville and L.A. I'm doing shows in Nashville. I'm doing shows in L.A. And, you know, so it's like I am I have a little more freedom to kind of do a little more now as the kids are mm. getting older. And, you know, that's where yeah. we're at. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How um, how often would you say you're going out to Nashville? Oh, I'm there every month. Okay. You know, I'm splitting my time between Nashville and LA. Yeah. Nice. So I'm there like 50 50. Right, that's cool. I'm really hoping that I can get out to Nashville more. I I had the plan of 2020. I was going to try and go at least once every three or four months. And then obviously things happened in 2020 and mm-hmm. I haven't been back since. But now as we've started doing this podcast, I've got like the amount of contacts I had previous to the pandemic to now it's like five times. And so it's like, I think I just need to like start driving out to Nashville. Cause it's only like a nine hour trip for me to get, get to Nashville. So yeah, it's actually close for a year in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So I could like drive, make it a long weekend and just make it cool. You know, just like do something with it. But, um, you know, I just, obviously pandemic for 2020 and part of 2021 i didn't really mm-hmm. do any of that so we'll see we'll see how yeah. 2023 shapes up yeah so let, let's jump into the uh new single that you have out life changing 
Uh, it's an amazing tune. It's available on Spotify and all the streaming platforms for anybody that wants to listen. Uh, if anybody's listening live, I'm going to throw it into the uh, chat down below. Um, so w what's the uh, story of life changing? Well, I wanted to write um, a song that was going to, you know, not just be for the holidays, but something that when people listen to it, it actually ignites you to think about wanting to help other people. I think we live in a world where, well, first of all, I truly believe that we're all here on this earth to help one another and serve mm -hmm. one another. And I hope that this song, when people listen to it, it reminds them of that. You know, we never know what someone's going through. You could see someone and you don't know what they're going to. Some, someone could be smiling, acting like they're happy, but maybe they're struggling. Um, and also just to remind people, let's not judge people. Let's not judge. You don't know. You're not walking in that person's shoes. They're holding a sign and saying they need help. They need help. Yeah. You know, it's not up to us to judge. Are they just, are they saying that just because they want someone to give them some money? We don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. So th that was the premise of the song is really wanting to just, you know, bring a song to light that really made people think about you know, how you, how you can help somebody. And I always say you, you could give someone a smile that's having the worst day and just that changes their life. It changes everything for them because you just smiled and showed some kindness. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I get where you're coming from with this song. Um, so this isn't your first like Christmas project you've released, no. right? It's, mm -hmm. it's just been a little bit correct. Um, yeah, I mean, I've written quite a few Christmas songs. I love writing Christmas songs. I think it's so fun to write Christmas songs, but I haven't written one in, you know, a few years. So this, it was fun to write this. And I actually wrote this song a year ago. So, um, it was written like last July, I think. And so I just, you know, decided, you know what, I want to put out a Christmas song and this, you know, we had written this song and it was perfect, perfect timing. And I think it was the perfect time for it to come out actually okay. too. It, it's interesting because you're like the third or fourth musician that wrote their song in July. So that whole Christmas in July thing that they'll do for like pro sporting events, it's like, oh, that's actually a thing that works. You uh, got to write your Christmas songs ahead of time. A lot of times people yeah. think about, oh, I should have written a Christmas song when it's in November. And mm -hmm. it's like, and so I never remember that. I'm like, oh, and when I'm in the middle of writing sessions, especially in the summer, I'm like, I need to write a Christmas song. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%, because, you know, not everybody has the ability to, like, come end of October, oh, I've got an idea for a Christmas song, yeah. write it, record it, and release it before, the before like, even mid-December. Right. So, it's, uh, I mean, hats off to the musicians that can do that, but, you know, it's not everybody, so. And you have a certain window of time that you want to have it out. Mm -hmm. You really should try to get it out at the beginning of November. Oh, yeah, for sure, you especially... Know. Especially if you're trying to get like sync placements or yeah. radio placements, you know, radios are starting. I think I've seen some radio stations here in Texas. They started like right after like November 1st. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so. for sure. Awesome. Um, so for this single, when did you officially release? Um, it came out the 18th of November. Gotcha. Um, Right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, mid-November is about a good time. Like, yeah. just in generally speaking, like, right after Halloween, 
nah, but like a week or two after, before Thanksgiving, I think that's like the right time for a yeah. lot of Christmas stuff to start coming out. I but agree. Then again, they did a poll here in Texas that most people think that they shouldn't start playing Christmas music until December 1st. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's a little late in the game for me, but okay. Yeah, because so. there's only, you got 25 days of Christmas, you know, 25 days till Christmas. Mm -hmm. The Christmas season's very short. It's not, yes. you know, so it's like you want to get it out there and get that music played. Mm-hmm, 100%. So for Life Changing, you said you started writing it in July. Um, is of this- 2021. Of 2021? Yeah. Um, are you looking to make this like a recurring thing where you do one every year or make this a bigger project where you do like an EP and LP? What's kind of the thoughts moving forward? You know what? I actually would put out another Christmas album. I haven't put out a Christmas album in a while. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, since I haven't really put one out in quite some time, I putting out a Christmas album next year is actually something that's on my radar to do. Oh, nice. So, yes, I would like to... Um, put out another Christmas album. That's awesome. Yeah, because it was uh, 2014, right, I think? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I wrote some Christmas songs, and then I um, put a bunch of them together and put out, like, a platinum Christmas album that had, mm. you know, some newer songs, some older songs, and just put that all in one, I think, in 2016. Oh, nice. Awesome. Um, and so for Life Changing is there any did you give any thought to doing like a music video for it or like any visual components there's a lyric video out because you know we just recorded it honestly in october mm -hmm. um wasn't a ton of time to really put a music video together and obviously this christmas season's so short but yeah. we put out a lyric video so that's up right now um like on youtube gotcha and do you do you usually try and do some kind of visualizer for all your releases? Or? I do. Okay. Yeah, I usually um, I will have a music video of out um, with all my single releases. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so with life changing out now, it's been out for three little less than three weeks. Yeah, if my math is correct. Mm -hmm. What's kind of going through your mind right now? Now that the album's out and it's starting to gain some traction, people are listening to it. You know, it, it just makes me, you know, excited that people are listening to it and I'm getting a lot of great feedback. People are really loving the song. Um, so I think I think it's a very happy song for the holidays, you mm -hmm. know, especially because, as you and I both know, the holidays aren't always the most pleasant time for everybody. Not everybody loves the holidays. It can be really difficult for people. Mm -hmm. So um, I want the song to also uplift people when they hear it and make them feel good um especially if the holidays is not something that you you know like to celebrate or mm -hmm. it's just not a happy time for you yeah that was me last year i was very much a grinch well not a grinch i just i i, I didn't really want to be involved last year but this year it, it was one of those things where we were going through some family things and it was like i, I, I really don't want to do this this year i'm i'm good and then this year my dad called me i think like after like maybe it was after halloween but maybe mid-november he was like hey i'm getting the christmas tree up and my dad's usually like one of them dudes that's like his birthday's december 19th 
And he's oh, like, wow. okay, Dece- December 20th, we could put the Christmas tree up because he kind of wants that separation between yeah. his birthday and Christmas. Yeah. And this year he called me and he was putting it up like mid-November. And I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know what changed in his world, but okay. And then I started just like seeing a bunch of different things. And I was like, you know what? I don't hate Christmas, so. Well, well that's good. I mean... Listen, I think we go, it ebbs and flows with people. Mm-hmm. Some years it's like great. And some years, you know, people aren't in the mood for it, but that's why I hope this song just is a cheerful song that really helps people, whatever you're going through during the holiday season, just that it's a, it's one of those songs that makes you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody else's 
So just kind of move it, looking forward for the rest of the, or not the rest of the year, because the year's almost over, but for 2023, what are your plans looking like for 2023? Well, I'm recording a lot of uh, new songs. I've been writing a lot. I'm still writing, recording. I'm going to be putting out a full album, um, mm-hmm. LP next month, next year, not next month, next year. Um, I have shows I'm playing out. I've been playing out, um, different venues in Los Angeles, different venues in Nashville. Um, so I'm just going to continue, you know, recording, writing and getting ready to put out an album next year. So, um, and continuing to just play out. So hopefully I can get, um, play some of the festivals throughout the year. Um, that's, you know, one of the goals that I have is, um, getting on some of these festivals and playing some shows. Um, but yeah, I'm, going to continue just doing this nice that's awesome that's i'm glad there's still musicians out there that like the idea of releasing albums although i i get the whole philosophy of the way the music industry releases music right now i get all that but just when musicians say i want to release an album that's just it's amazing because i just love listening to a full body of work and not not just like one single and you know that's kind of it right no i listen i love being able to put out the music and i'll be putting out several singles throughout the year mm-hmm. but there will be a full album coming out nice so. that's a, that's awesome um so just a refresher for everyone life-changing is your new single it is out now um it's on spotify if you're listening live here on twitch or watching live here on twitch it's in the uh, comment threads below um so make sure you go give it a listen it's an absolutely amazing song it put keeps me it kept me in the christmas spirit all day as i was kind of dealing with a lot at work you know just kind of you you get into the office on mondays after the weekend and it's just kind of like a whole weekend of stuff that I got to try and sift through and fix and all that fun stuff. So, well, I'm glad that it helps you through your day. So that makes me happy. Yeah. Yes, it certainly did. Uh, so since it is Christmas time and this podcast is known to get a little random at times, I want to kind of just ask you a few holiday specific questions in a fun little game that we call rapid fire randomness. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to just kind of ask you a few random questions that I have written down and we'll kind of, right. yeah, that'll be that. So if your personality was an adult holiday beverage, what would it be? Well, I don't drink, so I, I'm a hot, hot chocolate. I mean... <laughs> I know that's not an adult drink, but hey, it was. I guess you could add some, um, like, uh, I can't even think. You could add something to it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Okay. Um, What is a fond memory of Christmas growing up in Canada? Um, I remember just all of us decorating the Christmas tree together and. Um, I'm one of eight siblings, so I remember Christmas mornings, how the, there'd be so many presents, like filling up the entire living room and our living room wasn't big, mm-hmm. but it, with all these gifts, like going all the way out into the hallway because there was eight children. Yeah. Um, I just remember that the loads of presents under the tree and, and filling up this room. That's awesome. That's really cool. 
if you had to be best friends with one of Santa's reindeer, who would it be? Um. Well, I was going to say Rudolph only because Rudolph is like the, you know, they considered him the odd man out. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm the girl who always wants to find that person that's kind of singled out and befriend them. So that's the, that's the reason why I would say Rudolph. That's fair. Fair. It, it seems to be a very popular choice when that question comes up. <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Um, oh, I have so many, but I would have to say, um, why am I forgetting what it's called? The little boy who gets left at home. Why am I forgetting uh, what it's uh, called? Home Alone? Home Alone. I love Home Alone. I could watch that over and over and over and over again. I was just watching that last night. I was sitting there after the podcast that I did last night. I was like, all right, I'm not quite tired. So I turned on Home Alone. And then before I knew it, I was halfway through Home Alone 2. And I'm like, I probably should have went to bed. But, you know. Literally just watched Home Alone last week. That's why I'm like, why can I not think of what it is? Yeah. Just literally watched it last week. I love that movie. It is a good movie. It's a classic. I, I watch it all year round because yeah. it's one of those things that kind of transcends Christmas. It's not just a Christmas movie. Yeah, I so. know. Um, and then do you have a um, favorite Christmas cookie? Um, anything, honestly, that has chocolate chips and candy cane in it. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you could do would, could you almost do like just a regular chocolate chip cookie with candy cane Good. sprinkled? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I've see. I don't eat a lot of candy canes just because they're like I always got really sticky with them. Like oh. they always just got really sticky yeah. in my hand, and I was just kind of like, I don't like having sticky hands. So, but I get uh, that. Yeah. Um. And then, what are your plans for uh, Christmas this year? Well, my tradition is, as I always do, like a big Christmas Eve dinner. So mm. we'll do like a family Christmas Eve dinner. Oh, no. You know, we have a, a nice dinner and I always do like a gift. Everyone who comes over gets a gift. I always want everyone to open up a gift on Christmas Eve. So we uh, that's been a tradition that we've had forever. So awesome. Awesome. Um, cool. So that was just kind of the a random part of the podcast. So, um, so kind of moving into 2023, or actually, for the rest of the year, are you, how often are you playing shows? Are you kind of slowing down for the year? Or yeah, things have kind of are slowing down right now. So um, I don't have any shows planned right now. Um, well, not for December, January, I have shows. Yeah. Okay. It, it's always, shows. Yeah. It's always kind of interesting in December. Cause it's like that there's still gigs out there, but a lot of musicians just kind of tend to slow down because it's the holiday season and the gigs get a little different, you know, they do, they do. And you know what? And I just kind of, it's like right now I kind of want to hone into the holiday season, get ready for the holidays and just kind of, mm. I've been really busy. I've been traveling a lot. So for me, mm. I just need to kind of, you know, 
center myself a little bit. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. To get going and, yeah. for January and let it all start up again for 2023. Yeah. Are you going back to Canada at all for Christmas or are you going to stay in LA? I'll be staying probably in LA and going back to Nashville as well. But um, we've talked about maybe go, making a trip up to Whistler. We love to go okay. to uh, Whistler. Yeah. It, is that in Canada or where's that at? It's in Canada. It's in, in okay. British Columbia. Yeah. Okay. So. It, and you're, you still have family that lives in Canada? My parents are still up in Canada and I have a sister oh. still up there. And I just uh, went up there in October to visit them. So, um, and they may come down here, Yeah. you know, so. That'll be fun. That'll yeah. be really fun. What's, what are Christmases like in California? I've can't, I, like, I know what they're like in Florida and I imagine they're similar, but. Well, we first, we don't have snow. Yeah not where we are um but you know what honestly it's like lately the weather is so different it keeps mm -hmm. changing so it's been pretty chilly um you know it's been foggy and rainy that's what, it, what it's been like but i mean a typical christmas we might have sunshine yeah we may or may not it depends sometimes there's years where it's actually been like heavy heavy rains and it's freezing cold so yeah you know, I never know from day to day, like you said, one mm -hmm. minute it could be 30 degrees and the next day it could be 80 degrees. And that's kind yeah. of how it is here too. Yeah, that, that's what got, that's what has me concerned. So I work for a, a TV station and um, our new, or our meteorologist was like, yeah, it's oddly quiet right now. I'm just really concerned that we're gonna get hit with something bad right around Christmas, just cause kind of how everything's lining up. And I'm like, well, you bite your tongue because I have yeah. to drive to Chicago on the 23rd. So if I okay. have to drive through some crazy weather, I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah. And I will. Yeah, probably... Chicago's cold. Yes. Yes. Right yes. now. I, they get it, the snow and they get the wind. They get all yeah. of that, what I grew up with. Yeah. Luckily, in the 10 years that I've been like not living in Chicago. So I, that's where I grew up was in Chicago. Um, so the 10 years that I've not lived in Chicago, every, every year that I've gone up, it's not snowed or the weather's not been bad. And I don't want this year to break that streak. Yeah, I hear you. It would just be bad. So I hear you. Anyways, so just kind of moving forward, you're staying busy with the writing. Are, are you always kind of actively writing or where are you kind of at in that realm? Oh yeah, I'm actively writing all the time. Hmm. If I either they're in person or they're on Zoom, as you know, we learned over, you know, 2020, we can do a lot of things on an app called Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I am. I usually have two to three writes a week. Wow, nice. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm writing on my own too. Nice. And something that's kind of interesting that I always like to talk about when that comes up is out of those rights, how often will a song come out of like, I don't know if you consider them like writers rounds or like just a, whatever you consider them, how often does a song come out of a, a, a write or a co-write? Um, it just depends on what the project is and what I'm mm -hmm. working on. So I'm writing a lot of songs right now, but I'm writing a lot to figure out which songs are going to go on this next album. Mm -hmm. So even some of the singles that I'll be putting out, I might be putting out singles that may not end up on the album. Hmm. 
So it just depends on, you know, the songs. I mean, I feel like every song I write is a great song. It just doesn't mean that it's necessarily right for the project. But yeah, for sure. five years from now or three years from now, one of those songs could end up on an album. And that has happened many times, actually. Yeah, for sure. And you always need those songs that you can play live. So in that way, it gives people another reason to come see you perform because it's a song that they can't hear anywhere else. Right, right. And also, I always, you know, my goal is to always write the best song when, when we get in a room. And mm -hmm. that song might be the best song for somebody else and not for me. So I'm always aware of that, that, you know what, the song could be pitched somewhere else where another artist takes the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So for people that aren't familiar what like co-writes are or how co-writes co kind of work, do when you go into a co-write, are you going in with like a specific agenda? Like, okay, I'm coming in with, I want to get this hook figured out or this line, I want to get it paired with, like, what do you, what's your approach going into like a co-write? So it really honestly depends, but yes, yeah, sometimes it's like, I have an idea for a song and I'm like, okay, I have an idea for this. What do you guys think? And then it's like, oh, that could be a great hook or, um, you start writing and you figure out, okay, this isn't really going anywhere, but there's something else that we're writing about that we could change that and make the song out of that. That's happened mm -hmm. before. Um, sometimes I go into my rights and I'm like, okay, I have a lot of slow songs. I need mid tempo or up tempo songs. Mm -hmm. So that's the focus is to write a song that's going to be more up tempo or mid tempo. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, and then obviously when you're in a co-writing session, you also want to take the ideas of the other writers in there and yeah. see what ideas they have. So it's spending time saying, okay, I have these ideas. They have these ideas. And you kind of sift through to see what really resonates with everybody and you kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. And do you have a, like when you go, when you do your co-writes, do you have a, a set group that you usually work with or do you try and mix it up? Uh, yeah. I mix, I actually like to mix it up. I have certain writers that I've written a lot with and that if I know that um, I'm going into maybe a new write with somebody, I might pull in one of those other writers that I know is really good at mm. helping melodically or helping with, you know, really getting a lyric out um, if we're stuck. You know, there's definitely writers that I know um, can help with that. So, you know, I do pull in certain writers for certain yeah. other co-writes. Yeah. Get, that's awesome. Because that's kind of the, you know, it, it's always interesting because when musicians go into co-write at least from my perspective it'd be like originally i thought it was you just went in and you started bouncing ideas off of each other and whatever stuck stuck but then a couple of people introduced the concept of hey no you when musicians go into songwrites they got to be a little bit more strategic whether it's okay i've like you had mentioned i've got a lot of slow tempo stuff I want to start making something a little bit faster. So I'm going to start working with people that have faster tempoed music. So no, that's, it, it's interesting how much I've been able to learn over the last two years about song or co-writes and all that stuff and never being involved in one. And honestly, and it's interesting because I've always been the, I've always been the under um, just 
the impression that I need to go into any co-write that I go into to have ideas. Mm -hmm. So I always have a list of ideas. Not everybody does that, but I'm telling anyone who's out there who's listening, who either wants to get into songwriting or if you are new at this and you're going to be going into co-writes, walk in with an idea, have some ideas. Don't just walk into a room and be like, I don't know what I want to write about because you all want to be able to give something, you know? And so, and that's, that's what the co-writing is all about is everyone's kind of helping each other to figure out, you know, how can we write the best song? You never want to walk into a co-write and just be like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything. I always have ideas, whether my idea gets picked or not, it doesn't matter. It's I can't came in with ideas and I'm Mm -hmm. contributing. Yeah. It's like going, going into a co-write without like the, my perspective now is kind of like going into a co-write without uh, without an idea or something to work towards it's kind of like going to school without doing your homework yeah it's exactly so, you know exactly but anyways so it that's always fun like i've rarely get to talk about co-writes and all that stuff and usually because it doesn't really ever get brought up on the podcast. So the fact that we had the opportunity to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the, uh, the thought process, cause I know there's a lot of young musicians that come in and listen to the, the podcast and, uh, uh, they always ask for advice about, Oh, how do I get my music played? How do I start, you know, all that fun stuff. So just kind of be able to focus yeah. in on a, uh, specific subject is awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, if anybody wants to check out any of your music, any of your, uh, interact with you on social, any upcoming shows, where's the uh, best place to find you? Well, I'm on all streaming sites, so you can find me on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, all of those. Um, and you can follow me on, uh, I'm on Instagram at official Kimberly Dawn. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on, um, Facebook. Uh, what other, oh, I'm on TikTok too, you guys. I do. I've I've actually been doing a lot of stuff on TikTok. So, um, you know, I'm like on every platform that you can imagine, you can find me. And I do share when I have shows coming up and stay tuned because I do have some shows coming up. I know in LA next month, January. Nice. Do you have any, uh, aspirations of like, obviously you've got the LA, uh, shows and, Nashville shows do you have aspirations of like going out and setting up like a proper tour or doing like a? I do I do I would love to even be able to go get up to Canada and and do some touring up in Canada um so you know I'm hoping this um 2023 like I said I'm hoping I can jump onto some of these um uh uh uh, music uh why am I forgetting what I'm trying to say some of these uh um da, 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 da. my brain just went oh, it's all good um so you, you'd like to get out to the venue music venues yeah yeah but you yeah. know like there's there's a lot like you know you got stagecoach you got i mean there's mm-hmm. a lot of these um oh festivals the festivals thank yeah. you I, my brain for whatever reason um you know, really get out on some of these festivals. Mm -hmm. So there's so many going on throughout the year all Mm -hmm. over and not just here in the States, they're in Canada, they're over in Europe, 
you know, right. Australia has a lot of different ones, you know, so it's really wanting to just get on the radar with some of these festivals. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a, where I actually been putting this on subliminal, not subliminally, I've been purposely putting this out there. Um, there's a festival that we go to every year or that we went to every year prior to COVID and because of COVID, we weren't able to do it for a few years, but this year, um, I'm going to go back and, uh, it's a festival down in the, not or in, uh, Tampa. They're based oh. out of Tampa. And so after the festival, I'm going to make a trip up to Nashville and, you know, just kind of use it as an excuse to be like, oh, I need to go to Nashville because I'm out this way, even though it makes no sense whatsoever, because I'm going to go 12 hours north just to come back, you know, 10 hours or whatever it is. So, but yeah, I'm going to just, it. it's the way my brain works. Um, but yeah, no, the, the fact that you're actively or that you're trying to book festivals and yeah. hopefully we'll catch you at any one of these amazing festivals. Maybe we'll see it South by Southwest. That would be amazing. I know. Yeah. That's amazing. That's on my that's on my radar. That's on my my bucket list. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm I yeah. I have not been to South by Southwest yet, but it's an hour and a half away, so one of these years. I, yeah. I'm going to just break down and go. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out. It's been a blast chatting with you. And anytime you want to come back on, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Thank or you. If, thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Or if we happen to cross paths in Nashville, uh, you know, it, it's a small world. I'm learning that one very quickly. Or well, I guess I've known that one. But uh, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will actually have a Merry Christmas. I need to start saying that at the end of all these. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. And we will see you all tomorrow for day seven of the 25 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Awesome. Awesome.